0: RPG a Day, Day 19, 2023. Favorite published adventure. So to be honest uh, with you, I've already recorded this once and threw it out. Uh, you see, I never have really ran published adventures. Um, I've used some elements from campaign settings. I've stolen a piece here and there from a couple... And to be honest, I've only owned like three in my entire gaming life uh, until about a year or so ago. So my first uh, now discarded take had many of the elements I'm I'm going to touch on in this take, but things just didn't seem to feel right. Um, And on this one, I I really felt I needed more time than a day to think and dig deep. I felt there was more hiding beneath the surface. I needed time to explore and and unlock all of that. Um, Finally, it came to me late on day 20. It has to do with that piece I had already mentioned here, the the fact that I only owned those those three modules, um, which, well, which modules? That's not the important part. Uh, The important part is that I only had three see the more I thought and reached back the more I realized why I always ran my own settings why I only had three okay so let's let's take a detour here before before we get into that if I had to pick one 10 years ago I like to think my answer would be the same if I really had dug deep and thought about it but only possibly because I haven't had time to really absorb and play some of the new modules I've purchased in the last year. Uh, more on that later. <laughs> and I keep stringing out loose ends everywhere, but don't worry. I'll get to them all. So that module would be the Temple of Elemental Evil. I still to this day have never played it or DM'd it. I, I'll i just let that let you know that right up front. So what uh what makes it my favorite? Well, it was so evocative to me in my youth. That title and the cover art, those gargoyles just seemingly beckoning directly out to me, you know, come inside, see what we have for you if you dare. You see I'm I'm not really sure if it was a good module. I've heard people say it was pretty good for the time and seen it on some rankings of classic modules but i only got to really kind of glance through it you see my day 19 entry isn't really about that module or what was in it or how it ran it's it's about the kid who couldn't afford to buy it and now you see why i've only owned three ever access to we'll call it the temple (laughs) was limited to my local game store in my youth and they didn't like us thumbing through the books too much i understand why they were small they were local owned probably had a hard time making profit and the last thing they needed was a kid like me ruining bindings bending covers on books that they really needed to sell uh, I couldn't afford to buy much of anything RPG-wise, uh, even into my early 20s, um, when my bank account was usually overdrawn and I was staying just ahead of the rent with my roommates. I would uh, spend time at big-box big, big bookstores, um, who are much more lenient, didn't notice me, reading as much as I could in the RPG section, you know, getting ideas, etc. Um, but the Temple of Elemental Evil never showed up there. And uh, I pined for it. <laughs> it appeared to be every trope my young mind held for a truly epic d campaign. You know, evil, dangerous, mysterious. And uh, despite everything I gleaned and learned from the non-sealed modules, I was able to thumb through that big box store. And many were shrink-wrapped, after all. So... But the temple, uh, it was the most inspiring of them all in my young brain. Every adventure I created for my friends, every setting, it was always being measured against what I thought was in that book, in my mind. And slowly but surely, I got closer and closer to feeling like I was getting there, setting the mood, keeping it fun, providing more than just a fight, but this lingering air of mystery and complexity behind the goings-on that the players would encounter. And one day, finally, I felt I was there. Uh, To be honest, by then I might have long surpassed what was actually in the Temple of Elemental Evil. I'm not sure, to be honest. Maybe not. But by that point, I probably didn't really need it or any modules anymore. But still, there it was. Still out of reach and inspiring me. Uh, So back to that now erased uh, recording and and its contents. Remember, I I still have a thread open about modules in the last year. Um, Those I haven't been able to fully absorb or play yet. Well, I've bought several mostly from smaller independent publishers, uh, many coming with high praise and recommendations. Um, I, I do like all types of play, depending on the game and, you know, the players. Have, so I have I have some hex crawls, you know, sandboxes, some classic dungeons, and some more narrative path style uh, modules as well. Uh, I, I'm really impressed with what's out there now. And despite all... Uh, My lack of use over the years of modules, I I really want to run some now. The idea is really appealing to me. Uh, I want to really call out, though, how the ease of publishing these days has made this possible. PDF distribution, print-on-demand. I mean, if it wasn't for these modern innovations, I know for a fact that most, uh, most of, if not all, of these modules I've purchased in the last year small, these indies, these independents, they never would have made it, uh, made it to me for my enjoyment. And while some might say there's a lot of bad to sift through, um, and that may be true, there's a lot of wonderful stuff too. And I choose to look at it as there being something for everyone to get their hands on, no matter what their gaming style and tastes. Uh, what's bad for me may be wonderful for someone else. And Let's touch on one last thing. It's in many cases very affordable, if not free in some cases. I, I can't help but wonder what things would have been like for me if I could have had access to material this good and this low cost in my youth. It really is a great time to be gaming. It's so easy to forget that. Even if you feel people shouldn't need modules, It's a barrier. Cost is a barrier that brings a lot of negative feelings for many people, especially those young people just starting out. It's a huge barrier. It's been removed now. If we spread the word to that next generation about this, about these small publishers. As a final note, it also has me looking in places I didn't think about before. I had a barrier to the hobby when I was young. It's now gone. There are still barriers out there for some. And I feel like I already see ways in which we as hobbyists and creators in the industry are working to try and find ways to take those down too. Role playing is a hobby about people and getting involved with people. And Everyone should have that chance. So when I first started recording these RPG a day entries, I really didn't think of it as a podcast or anything like that. And I'm not really sure <laughs> if I still do, but... Um, As a result, I didn't put any way to get a hold of me or contact me. But despite that, um, Jason of the Nerds RPG variety cast, who is very prolific in podcasting and in call-ins to all of the other creators out there, has already left me some feedback. So uh, I just thought I would uh, play that now.
1: Hey, Dark Fluid, Jason here. Really enjoyed the Silver Key I've earned through the first 18 episodes. Great, great stuff. You know, a couple notes. I I took Grizzled Adventures. Really neat game. I've not played it. I've got it. I've read it. I'd love to get a table. Um, Just got to convince Joe Richter that it'd be fun. He's much more sold on the the beyond-the-wall side of it and wanting to play the kids as opposed to playing the old man. Uh, Rollmaster, Yeah, I think you nailed it. You know, aside from character creation, character advancement, which are done at a session. During the session, it runs very smoothly, especially if each player has their own charts in front of them. Um, And I also always love the spell lists. The Role Master campaign you described where the player inputs might be true, but might not be. You know, that game sounded amazing. And that's kind of my preferred style of collaborative world building as well. So great, great stuff. Thank you for putting all this up. And I, I look forward to what you do next. So, take care. We'll talk to you soon.
0: So, I want to thank Jason for his feedback. Um, also, Joe Richter of the Hindsightless podcast uh, recently uh, kind of gave me a shout out and directed people towards uh, the recordings. So, I um, wanted to thank him a- as well. And I guess I will let everybody know how to get a hold of me if you are listening to this. You can always leave a message on my Substack. Um, also, uh, Um, on the uh, Audio Dungeon Discord, and uh, that's probably the best route to try and reach out. But thanks, everyone.